mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 296 of There's No Place Like Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are going over SG Atlantis. Yes. Season 5. Yeah. We made it. Episode 1. Yeah. Search and Rescue. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. I forgot to write my A.K.A. <laughs> I, I did too. <laughs> A.K.A. AKA just catch the baby. Catch the baby. Just catch the baby. We'll come up with an AKA as we go. I was, I, I literally just blanked on writing an AKA. I was like, it'll it's, come to me. It it'll come to me. It should be the first thing in my notes and it just says a date. No, I always, because, um, so we write our notes differently, but I, Nixie's seen them across the top of my note page yeah. because I have a page. Yeah. Of note. I have my Gmail or my Google Drive is literally just filled with a document for every single episode. Well, you know what's funny is I save over the same document every week. <laughs> like, do you want to know what my notes were for episode 217? Nope. So do I. Yeah. I have no idea what they are. Listen to the podcast. Do, yeah, listen to the podcast. That's what my notes were. <laughs> um, across the top, I put episode number, season, yeah. all that stuff, and big bold letters, and then my AKA. And there's just like a blank <laughs> section. We'll think of it. Yeah. We'll think come. of it. I, you know what? You know what? My AKA is just something. It, my AKA will eventually be something about how Sam Carter is the best. I, just... I mean, it's a good one. I'm probably going to keep it Taylor or John related because I feel like that's what it's the episode like wants it's for me. on brand for us. Mm-hmm. A little bit. So what did you do this past weekend? Uh, week, week, What time. did I do? This... Time period on a calendar. Other than like die a horrible <laughs> death from whatever this thing is that's living in my neck. I mean, you did recover. Uh, I mostly recovered. Uh, mostly recovered. I yeah yeah. I'd say I'd recovered, but my voice is, tells you that I'm lying. Listen, that's just because you're recovered doesn't mean there's not any of those residual after effects. You know. I learned this week that I understand what roid rage is, <laughs> so I don't mind sharing. One of the drugs I was given to deal with all the stuff I was dealing with was prednisone. Mm-hmm. Should never taken before, not to my knowledge. Holy shit. Them get ya. It, it it will it will light the fire in your butt. Like I understand the let's go vibes. But it worked. Of par- <laughs> yeah, they're like, let's fucking go. We are here to partake. Yes. Um, so so I learned that. I've done very little watching of television mm-hmm. or reading of books. I've done a lot of hunting of machines. <laughs> I've I so okay. Here was the plan, and I think I shared it here, and so y'all are gonna laugh. I was gonna real quick, just real, real quick. quick, like just play quick. through, uh, Zero Dawn, which that's that's hilarious. So that I could get to Forbidden West, and I was like, let me just get through this real quick, real quick, real quick. 
it's been a couple months now. Yeah. Maybe a month or two. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's it, been some time. It's been a while. It's been uh, quite a while. And I'm like still playing this thing to the point where because we are working from home, mm-hmm. I will start the PlayStation, mm-hmm. hit the load button, make my lunch before I go to break. Oh, listen. <laughs> like so that I'm like, go to break. And then I eat in like five minutes and then play for 55. Oh, I have done that. Yeah. Because what I'll do is I'm like, oh, there's a loading screen. I'm going to eat during the loading yeah. screen. Yeah. And so I'll like save a thing at work. And yeah. then it's like, well, that's saving. Let me turn the PlayStation on. Yeah. While that other thing's saving, let me do this other oh, thing. Oh, I have listened. Because I, this week, have gotten back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh-huh. Because it's been a couple months since I played. Sure. But there was a lot of gaming talk this weekend. And so I went, you know what? I just need to lose myself in some, you know, rating. Yeah. My version of rating. Um. And yeah, uh, there is at least twice this week where I went, cool, lunch, hour timer on my watch. Yes. Let's go adventure around because I'm on the Burning of Paris DLC. Nice. Siege of Paris, something. I don't know what it's officially called. But Paris is Paris. burning. Paris is burning. Um, oh, I was going to say something else and I lost it. Oh, I have learned how to share my toys. Oh, that's a good life lesson. Because neither husband or Jesse and I are very good at sharing for very different reasons. <laughs> One, he yeah. grew up an only child who really didn't have to. Nope. Um, and me, I grew up a middle child in a family of savages <laughs> who learned that all resources, including love, is finite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from Hard. our very different perspectives... We've learned that it is okay to share the PlayStation 5. Yes. Everyone can play. Can you tell how hard this is for me? <laughs> Everyone is allowed time uh-huh. to play yeah. because all of us live here uh-huh. and are ha- happy. Yes. To share. And you share. Share with each because other. Because you can't play the entire day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But can't I? <laughs> but I want. And I have to remind myself that when I was four, I requested for a Christmas and I got it. Mm-hmm. A talking big bird. Yeah. It was like a Teddy oh, Ruxpin. Listen, I had the same big bird. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't have Teddy Ruxpin, but I remember very distinctively because I would stick my finger in its beak and yeah. then have it clumped down on my finger. Yes. And he had a book that he came with that was about sharing. And he would tell me how if I learned to share, then I could build a big giant sandcastle with all of my friends. Yeah. Kaylee doesn't like. No. Kaylee does not like said sandcastle. Or sharing. Nope. I think her nemesis dog is walking by. Yeah. So that's what I learned. Yeah. Kaylee does not know how to share. No. Kaylee is entirely, entirely perched on the edge of the couch, like about ready to jump through the window like an action star. Yeah, she's she's going full John McClane. <laughs> full John McClane. Hey, Kaylee Thor, you gonna come down? Kaylee Bourne. <laughs> come here, Kaylee Bourne. She knows specifically she's not supposed to be up there, too. Sorry, y'all. We're leaving it in. That's fine. This whole this whole rant was a. Kaylee is. Listen, it's Kaylee needs to needs to learn how to share as well. Yeah. 
share the airwaves. How was your week? I looked. So there are some shows that I was in the middle of watching. I actually have gotten very into The Dropout because the entire story of Elizabeth Holmes fascinates me on mm. a very weird level. There was another show that I was watching, and I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but all of that came to a sudden... Ghost Fries. It was Ghost Fries. It was not. All of that came to a very sudden halt. Uh-huh. When I got access to Paramount Plus. Oh. Because you know what's on Paramount Plus, don't you? Is it Star Trek? It's Star Trek. Is it the one where Captain Picard has a puppy? Captain Picard does have a puppy. In fact, Picard's yes. puppy, number one, is my icon. Yes. Um, I got to watch the second season of Picard, which I am loving that show. Um, well, I start. The second season of Picard has started, so I'm watching the second season of Picard. I rewatch season one of Picard. Okay. I am now watching season four of Discovery, which I still have strong feelings about Discovery. However, now that we're into the fourth season, because of, I don't want to spoil what happens in earlier seasons, but because of the current circumstance, a lot of my issues have been curbed a little oh, bit. Oh, okay, good. I still have strong feelings. But I'm able to just enjoy it a little more now. That's a good thing. Yes. Right it's, on. It's a very good thing. And I'm looking forward to Strange New Worlds, which is one of the reasons I wanted to get um, um, Paramount Plus in the beginning, because that feels from the trailer we have now seen like it's going to be a little bit more of my trek. Okay. I still prefer it wasn't So Strange Pike. New Worlds is part of a trek yeah. thing? So okay. Strange New Worlds is... So in in an early season of Discovery... Um, it discovery started like in before the original series. Okay. Which is part of my problem because the technology was way too advanced, but that's neither here nor there. Don't get me started. Anyway, at one point they did interact with Enterprise. Okay. Pre-Kirk with Pike in command. Okay. I know who Pike is. Yes. I promise I know who Pike is, but every time you say Pike, I think of a tiny little... No. I know, I know. Different Pike. Captain okay. Pike. Okay. Which also could be our Pike. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Enterprise Pike. Uh -huh. um, and so Strange New Worlds is going to be following Pike on his Enterprise. Got him. And it feels like it's going to be... I've been wanting my Trek where it's, it's more... I don't want to say like adventure of the week, but it's a little bit more serialized. Is that the right word? It's a little more serialized. Like I also love DS9, which is not exactly like a serialized series okay. either, but it just, it feels like it's going a little bit more. I could be saying the wrong word. People are laughing at me. It's fine. Um, Picard and Discovery are great, but they're more like, here's a season long issue. Okay. And I like some of those. I like episodic. It's episodic. the opposite of serialized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like my preferred is when you have a combo of those. Okay. The X Files sort of supernatural well, method. The Stargate, if you will. The Stargate method, if you will. Where if you it's will. Like, something that all of us listening to this pod may be familiar with. Where it's you got episodes of the week, but you have like an ongoing season drama. Um, anyway, I look forward a lot to Strange New Worlds. I'm really interested in what they're going to do with it. Um, but Picard is really good. Nice. Picard is, listen, Patrick Stewart is fucking awesome. I wonder what would have happened if Patrick Stewart wasn't Picard. I don't know because Alison Pill is also great in Picard. Alison Pill's in Picard, by the way. Okay. Um, 
there's a couple other people that I don't want to name because it'd be a spoiler. Okay. Um, but Patrick Stewart is, it took a lot for him to come back, I know. And they definitely got a storyline that was worthy of Patrick Stewart coming back to play Picard again. And yeah, it's really good nice anyways i have paramount plus there's a lot more star trek to watch i may i'm actually highly considering um once i finish some of the other modern shows that i'm watching um i may go back and again do the um watch the entirety of stargate in or star jeez go back and watch the entirety of star trek in chronological order oh jeez I've done it twice before now. Okay. And I might do it again, which is really fun. You get into like TNG DS9 at the same time. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to watch Stargate. That's fine. Okay. I just, every time I watch Star Trek, I just reminded how, um, listen, I love Stargate. Don't not get me wrong. I love Star Wars. But every time I watch Star Trek, I'm reminded that like Star Trek is my soul. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. July 11th. 2008 written by martin garrow directed by andy makita um not, i will say the one main guest star i'm going to point out is there is a hey Billy, can you miss an appearance of rainbow cell ranks yes i'm into it that was fun that was a great i like that he still cameo. sits in john's mind the way he does i don't think there was any doubt that he still sits in john's mind oh yeah but it's just that they tell us yes that way we visualize it yeah Previously on Stargate, we go back to when Taylor was first having visions of Kanan, and then she was taken, and it turns out it was Michael sending the visions to her, and then John was sent to the future, and then back to the future to know where Taylor was, and then Michael wants the kid, and it's creepy, and is they were going to go to where John thought they'd find Taylor. She wasn't there. Building collapsed. Get caught up now. Okay, just to share the difference on how we take notes. Ready? Yes. Previously on, Taylor, baby, baby daddy. <laughs> Wraith. Bad guys. Time travel. Booby traps. Yep. So basically the same thing. It's exactly the same, same thing. <laughs> the episode starts with a classic Stargate fire hazard candlelit dinner. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had a good fire hazard in a while. We haven't. Without Teal'c around and with Taylor being missing, it's I hard know. to get a good one. Yeah. We, so fire hazard candlelight dinner yeah between john and taylor there's a toast there is good wine it is weirdly romantic weirdly Listen, romantic the shipper the people who ship taylor and john which i don't think either one of us are taylor john shippers not necessarily no i mean i wouldn't be upset if it happened no but i don't ship them i'm not gunning for it although at the end of this episode i'm like i could be fine with john holding babies that's that's how I feel about this. I was like, I'll see them together. I mean, I wouldn't be against it. I more want more episodes, and this is because I like kids, yes. of John and the baby. Yeah. Just John and the baby. Just John and the baby. One John and a little baby. How about, how about... That's um, my AKA. <laughs> I was going to say, what's uh, three men and a baby? That's what I mean. It's, yeah. But it's one John and oh. a little baby. Oh, you just want one. <laughs> yeah. I would be music with all three of them. It's my parody of that. Okay. I, I well. Yeah, I mean, it could be fun to see Ronan McKay <laughs> yeah. and John with the little baby. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, this, I yeah, I want this child to immediately be like three years old <laughs> and love Rodney. I mean, convert like I want the this... con the converse graph to be the more Rodney is annoyed by the yeah. baby, yeah. the more it loves him. 
that I feel like that would be my fate yeah. in life. Yeah. That would be well, you know, it's it's sci-fi. Who knows? Children have aged faster in non-sci-fi um, shows before. Uh, children have aged fast in this show before. <laughs> so um anyways, yeah, this is this could be super romantic if you ship them, but also just a nice dinner between close friends. Mm-hmm. It's been a crazy few weeks or years, as John emphasizes. And Taylor says she really cherishes these quieter moments when it's just the two of them. And suddenly that friendly dinner between friends has a little bit of an awkward moment. Mm. He he tries giving her out to be like, Oh, you have to get up early tomorrow. Babies cry and all feed that. Feed the baby. Go feed your baby. Also, should you are you pumping and dumping? <laughs> Drinking a lot of wine, Taylor. You're really throwing it back tonight. Um, but Taylor says that she really never got to thank him properly. He's like, for well, for rescuing. Kayla from mm-hmm, Michael. Mm-hmm. You know, she never gave up hope because she knew John would come for her. Oh. And John sort of ponders and he's like, well, I really hate to say this, but I don't remember rescuing you. I didn't do it. And yeah. he looks over at the candles are like unnaturally large. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm a real fire hazard. <laughs> I'm hazarding my way around out here. And suddenly it is not Taylor sitting across from John, but it is Ford. Oh, well, good thing he didn't like going for a kiss or anything. It's very true. Not that there's anything wrong with kissing Ford, but like that's not the same person. So, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and telling John that, you know, you don't remember rescuing her because you didn't. Mm-hmm. Just like you didn't rescue me. Remember the time that me... And that's when John wakes up, gasping pain, trapped under rubble, bleeding profusely. I mean, it's better than sitting there in that Ford space. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think I'd rather uh, be I'll take the rebar through my fucking <laughs> Than having abdomen. to face my failures. <laughs> oh, just jab, jab, real fast. Come on. And trapped is right. We see John's vision come to, and he is trapped under a beam. Ronan's already been awake, trying to get his attention. And Ronan's the kid at the sleepover who woke up early and is like, fuck, no one else is awake. What do I do? Hi. Stay here weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was one, I would go through books if anybody had books oh, in the room. Yeah. And I'd two, bring my own books. I own I wasn't reading them. I was going through people's <laughs> shit. Let me be clear. <laughs> Let me be clear. And we remember that there are differences between us. Yeah. But but then my next move was like, well, I'm going to turn on the fucking TV. I also would go through fridges. See, I was the person. I would never turn on TV because I didn't want to wake anyone. Okay. So I like, I wouldn't move. Yeah. Because rustling might wake someone. So oh. I would literally just sit there, not perfectly content. Um, I would just sit there and I would just read whatever book I brought. Yeah. Because inevitably, I also, if it was not light enough, I either read with way too dim light to this day where people yell yeah. at me. Or I think I I've yelled at you before. brought myself a book light. I mean, that's not a bad way to exist. You're just a better kid than me. I was just an asshole. I mean, I'm not saying I was a better kid. I'm just saying that I was, was the all for like, what's in here? What's this do? And I, I wasn't like rummaging through drawers, but I'm You're like curious. looking in cabinets. And, like your house would have been a dream. Oh, yeah. There is shit everywhere. Yeah. All day. Yeah. All day. 
Yeah. Um, we do see that that giant candle in his dream is not actually a candle. It's just like a lit gas line next yeah. to him, which actually may be better because it's not just releasing whatever gas that is. That's into true. The room. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I'm I'm no expert, but Grace, if you were ever you know impaled with rebar, yeah, I'm. Not going to pull out the rebar. No, no. I've watched enough medical shows to know <laughs> that the only thing stopping massive hemorrhaging of the body uh-huh. is the rebar. Is the pressure from the rebar. Yeah, so we're just going to leave it all there. We're In fact, even... the fact that he doesn't just turn into Swiss cheese on the dead list <laughs> is something else entirely. But we'll I'm, get to that. I'm going to leave that rebar there. Deadless Swiss cheese. <laughs> Or, or wait, Swiss cheese deadless. Which one of those is the better band name? <laughs> I'm, we'll we'll ponder and we'll get to I'm it. I'm gonna go with Swiss cheese deadless. Um, it, no, it's Swiss cheese deadless. Deadless. It's a yeah. it's a it's a there's a hyphen in it's there. It's a metal band. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, but Ronan, you know, helps stop. Helps just exacerbate the bleeding more. I wrote, Ronan is there. <laughs> Listen, he's doing what he he's doing what he can. He's, yeah, he is so. I love this Ronan because you can tell he's he's like I need to help. I can't just sit here. I'm just gonna help whether it's helpful or not. I'm just gonna do things, which this I is, feel if, like is what I would be doing. I, I feel like you're pretty good about knowing, like I'm not gonna touch that. I'm not gonna pull the rebar out. Yeah, but I would be doing what he's but doing, you are, like consistently I, trying to free something. Your and, like, your move is more McKay-ish. Yeah, where I need to keep busy, which I feel like is exactly what Ronan is doing. Yeah. But Ronan's not going to sit there going through computer parts. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be doing what he can to help get the bar off. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I don't he, know what my just, move is. He helps the bleeding along while I, trying to keep John calm. I think I would be like wiping John's face and be like, at least you look okay now. There, it's all better. I mean, listen, Ronan tries to do some field triage, although maybe, Ronan, don't put the bandage in your mouth that you're about to put on the wound. Mm. <laughs> That's just me being picky. <laughs> just a little bit. They have no clue. Unless your mouth others. is like covered in hand sanitizer. <laughs> Yikes, dude. So they have no clue what happened to the others, and they're going to try them on the radio. Elsewhere, uh, McKay and Lauren are in a whole separate part of the collapse building. McKay can't get anyone on the radio, and Lauren's pretty sure his leg is broken. Yeah. Oh, Lauren. Shockingly, McKay is remarkably fine. Uh-huh. Now, Lauren, our normally completely unflappable coolest of the cool oh, guy. Oh, he's a little bit flapped. This is how you can know he is in real bad pain. Yeah. Because he has no time for McKay's shit. This is a lot of no time for McKay's shit in this episode. Yeah. Of unflappable people getting... Yeah. Flapped. Yeah. And I like you. The like, flappening. Well, That's the name of this episode. Isn't that wonderful? That brings me great comfort. Yeah. If my leg was not broken, <laughs> I'd kick you with it. Uh, McKay can see daylight, so he's thinking they're close to the surface, and he tries to dig his way out, but that's bad because shit just starts raining down on him and Lauren. Can you stop making the quicksand quicker? Thankfully, he stops. Yeah. Look, we know Edison was posted outside the building, so if he wasn't hit by falling debris, <sighs> hopefully he went to go get help. Yeah. 
And Lauren does know that the Daedalus was already on their way. They had a head start and should be here in less than three hours. So they just have to sit tight for the Daedalus to Just arrive. don't bleed out in three hours and everyone's fine. The yeah. end. That's yeah. all. It's fine. You get a little peckish. It's fine. We know, Rodney, your blood sugars will dip, but yep. you're not going to die. It's well, going to be okay. Listen, it's McKay. He has a power bar in his jacket. True. In the very backpack. true. True. True facts. Lauren and McKay will be fed. Yes. McKay does emphasize these not good and tight spaces, which Lauren is sitting there in a bad place. And I'm sure it's like, well, thanks for telling me that. But it is good to know the mental space of the person you're trapped in a short, small space with. I'll give you that. But I don't think there was any doubt in Lauren's head already. No, I get that. Yeah. But again, it's communication. Sure. Communication is good. So here's the thing. There's a difference between communicating and talking at people. Yes. And I think what McKay is doing is talking at Lauren. I agree. Which is not necessarily communication. Communication is the traveling of messages between people. Just emphasizing that if McKay gets extra snarky, Mm -hmm. this is why. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But really, look, there's no bad guys. Spoilers yet. And they're in a collapsed building. They just have to sit tight. Don't collapse the building more. Yep. That would be great. Yes. (laughs) This shot. Uh I cannot emphasize my love of this pan out from McKay's face through the rubble, out to the planet, past it, pull out from the solar system, that turn and the zoom. Listen. The drama of this shot feels like the equivalent of when you're like, I rolled my eyes so far in the back of my head, I fell over. Yeah. It's that dramatic. But it's, it's just stunning. so much. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. But it's I, like, yay budget. There's a little bit of like that comic effect of like, okay, you <laughs> took it way out there. Are we on pose? Like, what is yeah. the drama behind the shot? Here's the thing I also love. I have, there's a secret soft spot that I have for any time I see this scene. Because you see this type of travel, not uncommonly, uncommonly in uh-huh. science fiction. The first time I saw it was in the in the introduction of the movie Contact. Okay. So, shocker. Yeah. <laughs> it has a little special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, and... Also, as we're zooming in on the planet and then on the ship, there's this flute melody. Yeah. That's like, and it's so Star Wars-y. It almost took me out of the moment. I'm, that's true. I will give you, they do hit a little bit with the other, like, I feel like these are winks and nods. Yes. Just little winks and nods it's to the rest super Star of the sci-fi community. Uh, but we head into Michael's ship and Kanan is getting reports moments ago and giving it to Michael that their compound was compromised mm-hmm. and they need to. We're compromised. No, yep. didn't work. Credits. Compoundized. Nope. Nope. Credits. Okay. Fine. Cred- credits. <laughs> no, I feel like what I feel like it was is like Michael was trying to figure out that word and Kanan's just like, we have to go to credits. We got to so. go now. It's time. We're missing your cue. Yeah. We come back again. Hello, budget. Every time I see a shot like this of Atlantis, I go, this is going to sound out of nowhere. It's fine. This is why I eloped. Yeah. Because I cannot get married here. Yeah. Or some sort of earthly equivalent to here. I know. It's gorgeous. Therefore, I want nothing. You know what? This These shots... 
because this be- we get this beautiful new jer- nighttime journey through the city. Mm-hmm. This shot, you know, there's something there's something about the Atlantis architecture. There's something about Atlantis itself that has always like in the back of my head reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. And it was watching this shot again that it hit me what this city reminds me of. And again, once you realize what it is, you're like, well, duh, why didn't think of that earlier? This city is the science fiction equivalent of like Rivendell and Lothlorien. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. especially Lothlorien at night with those Tall, glittering elegant lights. Elegant towers, glittering lights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just love a good lit up evening. I just like the I like the, yeah. I like the mystery. Mm-hmm. I like the um and I don't know if it's because some of them feel culturally significant, mm-hmm. but like the evening shots with candles or just yeah. darkness and like dark colors. It's just magic. Yes. It's I just, like the magic. It's just it. magic. Yes. So we get to the gate room and Edison is making it back to Atlantis. He didn't make it out without a scratch, but he was whole enough to make it back to the Stargate for help. I'm guessing there's a head wound or something in there. That man's going to pass out the minute they're yes. like, okay, go get some rest. Yeah. He's just going to be like... I take nap right here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He explains to Sam. He's running on adrenaline. What happened. He has no clue if they're survivors, but he knew he had to get back here and heads off for some medical help and then collapses for probably 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know that Daedalus is two hours out, but that's too long to wait. So they gear up, get some combat engineers up and Keller, <sighs> and they go save some people. Let's do it. Back with Lorna McKay. McKay is actually trying to focus on the computer equipment that's in their little hidey hole with them as a way to keep his mind busy, which is hard because, you know, it's his mind. Yeah. He's hacking uh, into the Matrix. Now. He is. Lauren doubts, you know, anything survived. But, like, let McKay have this, Lauren. Just yeah. let him go. Fine. Just if you're doing that, you're not doing something that's going to get us into further danger. Exactly. And he gives a little narration as to what he's seeing, which is a flood of information fills his computer screens, and it's the jackpot. Hmm. He should reframe by what he means by jackpot because no, it's not actually a way of broadcasting a signal and telling people where they are to speed up the rescue. But actually, it is Michael's wiki. <laughs> it's his main database full of schematics and medical research and a list of planets. And do you know what this means? And Lauren's like, yeah, it means we're stuck here and I have a broken leg. Yeah, well, it, it means nothing's changed. Yes, but if we get out of here, um, it means that we have Michael on the run. He, It's like the conversation's done. So here's my question. This was 2005? Eight. Eight. Okay. I was like, how old is the term, like, the wiki? Like, yeah. how old are we? Has I mean, that term been around since, like... I was definitely using the wiki in college. It's been around for a while. Okay. I just feel like I've known it forever, but I'm like, when was this actually a thing? I'm pretty sure it was birthed shortly after the internet. Makes sense. <laughs> You're for it. Okay. Um... But that joy that McKay had is quickly dashed. He yeah. doesn't want to concern Lauren with more than he's already concerned with. But if he's reading this right and Lauren tells him to shut up mm. and McKay gets mad, he's like, this is actually Michael is. Michael is. No, seriously, McKay, shut up. And he does. And they hear footsteps above them. Yeah. So instead of shutting up, they make all the noise. Mm-hmm. And yes, above them. And again, like the scope of this set, the scope of this rubble and like, yeah, it's cool. Compare this to earlier seasons of Atlantis, let alone SG-1. It's, it's huge. I want to watch an early episode and like not an early episode. That's like a a non. Yeah. 
big set. Like, I want to watch an early set episode and see how different they look. It's crazy. I'm here for it. Also, just because, you know, I've done legitimately a little bit of set work. And I've seen enough stuff that I know how difficult it is to make rubble and, like, rocks and everything to not look like cheapo styrofoam. It's major props. Yeah. They're getting it done. They're doing (laughs) Major props. Get it. (laughs) Zing. (laughs) She's zinging. So, um, massive scale shot of our rescue team coming in to save the day. And although they only have four life signs, and we know there's a lot more of that in the building, as they listen, they do hear McKay and Lauren, since they are much closer to the surface, they're able to yell at each other. I do love when Sam's like, are you okay? And McKay's like, we're fine. And Lauren would beg to differ. <laughs> like, um, actually, no, we're not. You're fine. <laughs> Remember the time that you're not the only one here? <laughs> you fucking big headed man, you. And McKay emphasizes the hurry up on getting them out part. And she's like, yeah, we're going to work as fast as it's safe. And he's like, no, 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 no. The discovery that I made that Lauren will let me tell is that the self-destruct was triggered. It also sent a subspace burst. So Michael knows and is most likely on his way. Michael is coming. Yeah. And they set up a vague plan. They can get McKay and Lauren out inside an hour. The other two are much deeper. And they just have to hope that Daedalus gets here before Michael does. They set up a plan of hoping. Yes. My plan is to hope. Sam does send a jumper up in orbit to scout to know exactly when either the Daedalus or Michael show yeah, up. Yeah, a little patrol scout. A little and, patrol jumper. And there, this is, there's this moment at the end of the scene where Sam gets up to give orders and the wind hits her hair. Yes. Like, guys, we have mentioned that we are very open about how, like, our love for Sam and Amanda Tapping. It's like, you guys, did you reshoot that so you could throw wind in her hair? Fuck yeah, they did. Yeah. Fuck yeah, they did. I believe it. Especially with this being, again, non-spoiler, um, Amanda Tapping's, you know, last episode. Yeah. As like a regular member of Stargate. SGA, yep. Outside of the movie that we're about to watch. Dun, dun, dun. So down with John and Ronan, they're trying to shift the beam pinning John down, but it's not moving. Mm-hmm. And they ponder what happened to everyone else. John gets mad at himself for not seeing the booby trap coming because, you know, John is the guy, you know, the guy. Ronan is like, dude, chill with the self-pity. We're all the guy. Oh, first of all, you're not the only guy. I'm also the guy. Yeah. Also, relax. Also, we knew what we were getting into. We knew how dangerous this was. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just shut a little bit up. And then keep shutting the fuck up. Uh, and John obviously does not accept that. But he does tell Ronan that he's going to have to start thinking about crawling out of here soon. And, and Ronan's like, that's not happening. Yeah. No. Uh, the whole time Ronan is just trying to free John. And John emphasizes this is not a hero thing. This is a really, really selfish thing. Because if you get out, then there is a path for people to come get me. Mm-hmm. But Ronan just keeps working because he's going to get the beam off John. And then they're going to climb out together. Because I, a single human yeah. man, yeah. am stronger yeah. than all of the rubble in the world. Uh, yeah. And I like that John's like, you're not going to listen to me one way or the other, are you? And Ronan's like, I'm glad we have a deal. Finally. Let's talk about something else now. How do you feel about beer? (laughs) And donuts. In hyperspace, Michael is scanning Taylor's son, Mm -hmm. calls everything great, and that he should be born any day. And you can just see on Taylor's face the amount of fucks that she has to give is none. 
Yeah. And will not give Michael the satisfaction. And he figures that, you know, it would be good news because Michael imagines being pregnant is really shitty and uncomfortable. And, like, I'm not going to harm him. You just have to accept that this is going to happen. Fuck this birth plan. Yeah. This is not at all what Taylor... She's like, no. this is not what I had packed in my go bag. No. I am not here for any of this birth plan. Also, he's. she's like, no, I can't just accept it because this I This isn't my you. playlist. No. This is nothing... Where are my soft jammies that I had ready? <laughs> uh, Michael basically just says that the rest of the galaxy is filled with people who live and die and no one notices or cares. Mm-hmm. But her son will be an instrument of change mm. and remembered through the ages. Okay, in a fucked up way, Michael would be a big fan of Adam Grant. We've talked about how much <laughs> I love Adam Grant. Yeah. Adam Grant does yeah. talk about originals and learning yeah. to be an original and yeah. what that means in yeah. the world. I mean, Michael's basically saying that Taylor's son, yeah. Lil, Lil Jr., mm-hmm. is, is an original. Mm-hmm. That's all. Taylor does ask, what of his mother? Because you keep talking about my kid's future, but, like, never of mine. And we see Kanan in the background listening to this. As Michael said, he would hope Taylor would understand. Mm-hmm. Kanan speaks up that, you know, it's time. And Michael leaves, leaving the parents alone. And she emphasizes to Kanan how she has to escape. Or Michael will, like, have their kid and I'll be dead. And he's basically going to eat it. Yeah. And and Kanan's like, well, we can't. It's too dangerous. And if he knows, he'll kill all three of us. And she's like, yeah, pretty sure he's going to kill us anyway. I'm pretty sure we're going to die no matter what. Like, uh, Also, fuck you. You're putting your life before your child yes. and the woman yeah. who is birthing your child? Fuck you a little bit. I think Kayla made a bad choice. Uh, again... Almost breaking through, but when the alarm sounds, he runs out and Taylor's left alone. Uh Uh-huh. So, McKay is first out of the rubble. And, I mean, Keller knows something is off when McKay refuses medical help. But he's like, no, check Lauren first, as we see him being hauled up next. Yeah. And she heads heads off to help Lauren hop over and sit down. And hopefully some pain meds are next on his schedule. Give me all of the drugs. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) That would be my move. I don't need to be coherent anymore. I do. I can just fucking knock my ass out. Yeah. I don't want to wake up unless we're in an infirmary in Atlantis and there's a plate of jello on my side. Just tap, tap. Knock me right out. Sam checks in with McKay, who who asks about other survivors. They know that there's two, but they don't know who they are, and they're much deeper. We know who they are. We know we who they are. We always know. Listen, you know who they are. You know who you hope they are. You know don't who, act. who else is stubborn enough to not die in a building Basically, collapse. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those where they know who it is, but they don't want to voice it. They have they to don't pretend, wanna... like, yeah. oh, whoever is alive, we're just happy they're alive. We really hope it's Ronnie and John. <laughs> Whoever it is will be really happy to see them and bring them home. I hope it's how John and Ronan. Anyway. John asks about Taylor and and McKay fills her in that she wasn't here, but John is right. They just got here too soon, though. Mm -hmm. And that's when Rivers, who Sam set up in the Puddle Jumper, reports in. Michael's here. Dun, dun, dun. On the bridge, they do detect all of the Atlanteans on the surface. And since they know it's too dangerous to state that the, the people from Atlantis we know it's too dangerous to stay here, so they have to be looking for survivors. Sure. So, you know, Michael with an evil grin figures that it might not be a total loss. Welcome to the party, Michael. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Sam yells for everyone to get back to the jumpers. You can see and hear darts coming in. And our badass new face that we will see around the base a few okay, more times. Yeah. It's Captain Vega. She's in another great episode that nice. you'll like later this season. Yep. And yes, as McKay points out, there are two people trapped. But Sam reminds them that, you know, we're not going to save them if we're caught in the open. True. Back to the jumper. They cloak real quick, but they can't leave because the gate is active. Yay. In that classic Wraith battle technique, uh, McKay adds, but really, Sam, you have been around the block well enough that isn't activating the Stargate so people can't escape that kind been... of what anyone would do. Yeah. Well, it's like, we should be at the point where you're activating it first. Yeah. You should be beating them to that every single time. McKay detects more darts incoming and troops in the debris field look and, 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 you know, looking like they're searching for the same two survivors. Yep. And there's 20 darts, 20 plus darts, three jumpers. We're cloaked. But like any good invisibility spell, you cannot attack while cloaked because the jumpers don't have greater invisibility. Right, right. And then they'll reveal their positions. Yep. Sam knows it takes time for the Wraith to dig, so they're going to head to orbit and wait and hope the Daedalus gets here first. Come on, we gotta stay stealth mode. Stay stealth mode. Stay stealth. Stay invisibility. I like the way that our badass lady, Captain Vega, you said her name was? Yeah. She just literally shoots a yeah. wraith out of the sky yeah. with a gun? Yeah. She's gotta yeah. be from Florida. <laughs> I made Nixie do a spit take. <laughs> that yes. is a Florida woman, 100%. Most likely from Florida. Yeah. That's all. On Michael's bridge, he just tells people to work fast because he wants whoever is there alive. Yes. Once the jumper reaches orbit, they see Michael's ship. And I like this because they know most likely Taylor is there. Uh-huh. They can't beam her out when the table <laughs> shows up because key plot point, we don't really mention the show, but Wraith ships surround themselves with an EM jamming field. So yeah. You can't beam in her out. Well, it's like it would be too easy to just... Yeah. You know, it's one of those where we don't normally see people beaming in and out of a race ship, but I don't know how many times they've specified why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the idea that it would be too simple. Yeah. Like, they're, the Wraith tech is far more advanced than yeah. we, than, than to just allow that to be yeah. a loophole. Yeah, I mean, you can't beam out of when our shields are up. Either, right, so. right. So Keller hates that they're so close, but can do nothing. And yeah. That's. They just I do love that she voices that because mm -hmm. that's what the audience is feeling. Yeah, yeah. John is not doing well. No. Uh, major props to Ronan. I feel again like I'd be doing the same thing. Just keeps working. Just trying to keep John awake. Just yep. keeping John here. John is feeling very weak, and Ronan nudges him. You're not quitting on me, are you? Yeah, wake the fuck up. I know, but John was thinking about it. Yeah. He's like, well, that's not part of the deal. And John's like, you keep adding shit to this deal that I never made. Yeah, yeah. Ronan gets in position and tries to lift the beam up again, most likely after some of the other work he's done to loosen it. He moves it a bit, but only a couple inches and can't hold it. Yeah. And John tells him again, you have to get out of here. And he's like, look, dude, would you leave me if I was stuck here? And he goes, yes. He wouldn't, though. Well, he but he might. Well, the reason I think he might is because the same thing he said earlier, I'm going to get out and get you and some get help. help to come back. In it's like I you. would leave. But the plan is always to come back, which yes. is actually true because we've seen it happen with Ford. Exactly. We're seeing it happen with Taylor. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I 
either we both sit here and die, yeah, or one of us goes and get, the one who is able goes to get extricate help to yourself, come back. yeah, yeah. And and saving Ronan from having to respond to that is movement. The sound of digging, and they start yelling for attention, and they hear a voice yell back, just saying they're coming and to stay calm. And Ronan's like, "You were gonna quit." Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's when the Daedalus arrives in orbit. They are yeah. not surprised to see a Wraith cruiser there and immediately raise shields and ready weapons. Yeah. Sam's like, long story, that's Michael's cruiser's tailors on board, you can't blow it out no, of here. No, no, no shoot. Leave it. Leave it. <laughs> Drop bad, it. Bad deadless. Drop it. Yeah. That's when Michael fires on them. But they had their shields up as we cut to Michael's bridge, sad face, shields are up. Uh, so he's going to cut his losses and run. Mm-hmm. The darts, the hybrids on the surface, acceptable launches, which Fuck you can em. see doesn't sit well on Kanan's face. Well, it's like I, I, I love that it's taken Kanan this long, yeah, to move through whatever this is. Like, I, I'm very conflicted by Kanan. Like, you know that he's a wraith baddie. You know yes. there's no loyalty to you. You have part of you that's still this human person as well. Yes. And yet this surprises you? Well, here's what I really, really do think. I think the fact that Kanan is being able to break... I think Michael essentially brainwashes as part of the yes. hybrid making yes. is brainwashes him. So the fact that Kanan has been able to break through okay. the process that he has... yeah. I think that I think the entire time that we've seen him has been him like every time he's about to reach the surface, like Michael's brainwashing takes sure, over. Sure, sure, sure. I gotcha. Yeah. So I think here again is obviously he finally does break through at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, I think even things like this where he's like, that's not fucking right. Yeah. And it's just him slowly etching away at that brainwashing. Yeah, absolutely true. You're right. Um, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. And Caldwell says, not so fast, dude. And yeah. they target Michael's hyperdrive. So Michael figures they're going to fight after all and turns around and goes after the Daedalus. Damn it. Shields are already down to 80%. Sam reminds him they have two people on the surface still and tells him to scan for transmitter signals because while Taylor may not have hers right now, anyone on that planet does. Yep. This scene, I love so much. Okay. As John and Ronan are waiting to be rescued, and John promises to stop making fun of combat engineers, mm. but John already has his suspicions and asks if Harris is up there. And they go, Yep. Mm. Ronan's like, Harris is on leave until next month, right? Yep. Yeah, he is. So John calls up and asks, You know, I'm going to get you a beer when we're out of here. Do you prefer Duff beer or Oprah ale? <laughs> Also, if Oprah made a beer, I would fucking drink it. <laughs> it would be really good too. She likes a good drink. I know. So I would be It'd here be for it. Be a good beer. Yeah. Also, I was listening on a podcast recently where yeah. someone said they saw Oprah buying Coors Light, which is fucking crazy. You know she wasn't drinking that. Nah. She's buying it for someone. I don't even or, drink Coors Light. Or they're making something interesting with it. Maybe. There's they're they're marinating their carnassala in it. Listen, hundred percent to me. Coors Light, great in a chili, mm. great to marinate. It's fine. Don't I don't. This is no shade in What if who I want to marinate in Coors Light? No, it's just not a thing. I'm it's just do. not. I'm it's just, just not, not a thing. Uh, we all know that two drink grace has a very low limit. I'm not wasting it on Coors Light. That's, That's really basically what it is how for me. I stand. Is like I. 
I think people drink it the way I drink seltzer. Like it's oh, really yeah. just water. There, there are times when if it's really hot out, I may take a lighter beer, but like just my personal taste preferences, yeah. I'd rather go for like Corona. I'm not mad at a Corona. There's other things I would drink before before Coors Light. Fair. Or Bud. Fair point. Or a lot of other ones. Thanks. Anyways, um, after a pause, the guy up top is like, duff. And well, John knows that they don't watch Simpsons or drink beer. Yeah. I would have answered with a flaming Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I mean, listen, I've had Duff beer. They sell it at Universal. Is it basically coarse? It's not good. I think it's more Bud. I wouldn't know the difference between the two. It's more Bud. Okay. I find Coors lighter. Okay. In it's I I find Coors a little crisper than a Bud. Okay. That makes sense. Good to know. Yeah. Anyway, they make the connection. That's that's not their people up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is definitely not my people. <laughs> that's not Nixie's people either. Nope. They're, they're over here drinking Duff beers. I'm like, nah. Yeah. Ronan moves around and pulls out his blaster and helps John because he can't reach his gun. And I would make a really, really bad joke about reaching for John's gun. But this is a very deep and emotional scene. Right is now. that your gun, John? Are you happy <laughs> to be touched by Ronan? Thank you. Ronan asks him how they want to play this. Whoa, it just keeps getting dirty. <laughs> and after a moment, John just figures, you know, we'll shoot until we can't shoot anymore. Mm, yeah. I mean, just keep <laughs> digging that hole. This is a very, <laughs> listen, it's a very, it's, you know, that's Ronan style. Yeah, just get, get until they're. So he gets, he gets in position. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? He gets right up in that position, doesn't Conveniently, he? Conveniently, that hole that we've dug is uh-huh. right over John's head. Yeah, right and, in position uh, over John's head. And tells John it's, it's been a pleasure. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I just turned into you for a second there. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they and they take they take aim. Take aim. Let's give that a moment to simmer. The, this was a this let's is, give it an awkward moment that it deserves. That scene Ready? was very touching in three and very emotional. Uh, two and we have destroyed it. One. You're welcome. <laughs> On the Daedalus, uh they they found them, they know who it is. They can tell by the transmitters. They, they, but they can't beam them up because to beam them up, they have to drop their shields, and obviously they have no other. Choice. They're weirdly interconnected somehow too. We don't know what's happening. I'm just yeah, kidding. I'm just, I'm just carrying it on. <coughs> so, um, <laughs> Marx is going to drop the shields, and in that moment, be the two of them directly to the infirmary as fast as he can, and at yeah. the same time, Sam and the other jumpers are going to head to the Rio Two base. Ready, ready, go. go. Mm-hmm. The shields drop. We see the Daedalus take some direct hits. And down with John and Ronan. The moment the last piece is cleared and they would have had a clear shot at the hybrids, they're beamed away as a stunner is aimed Damn. at them. And as soon as everyone is on board, shields go up. But that doesn't mean Michael's going to stop firing at yep. them. Swiss cheese John yeah. is here. Sam has made it to the bridge on the Daedalus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not doing well. No. There's no sublight, no hyperdrive, no Asgard weapons, and life supports at 50%. I mean, the shields are up, but they're dead in the water. Yeah, we are not doing so great all of a sudden, no. so what do we do? In the infirmary, some poor per- I pity. I pity the person trying to look at Ronan's head wounds. I feel like anytime Ronan goes into the infirmary, somebody needs to have a tranquilizer gun. Yeah. <laughs> Just 
fire from a distance. Like, okay, now now he's safe. Safe to approach. Because he slaps away the guy's hand. He tries again. And, like, head wounds Ronan just stands up and gets up in his face. He's here's like, what, leave me the fuck alone. Here's what my move would be like. Here is some gauze. Here's a mirror. Here is a mirror. Here is some cleaning shit. Bye. You have to do this. I'm going to go eat a donut. Yeah. Yeah, that Meanwhile, would absolutely be my move. Keller is looking at John. Mm-hmm. He'll be fine. He just needs some serious work done soon. And, sure. and you know, she catches John up on a bit of what happened to get him here. And I like that she just assumes McKay and Sam are going to fix all the things. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because they are. John's like, just patch me up and let me get out there. Yeah. She's like, yeah, no. No, I emphasize that you will be fine, but before you're fine, you need like surgery and a transfusion. <laughs> you're gonna be lost not fine. Half Look, your blood. You will be a butterfly eventually, yeah. but you're currently a like dying caterpillar. <laughs> so you've got to go into the whole liquid liquefaction yeah. stage yeah. first before yeah. Yeah. you're gonna be fine. That's not gonna fly for John. Because mm-hmm. Taylor's on that ship, and I'm not sitting here and doing nothing. Also, She's can like, we talk about the faith that butterflies have yeah. to become butterflies? It's, it's it yeah. takes some fucking faith to be like, okay, here I go. I'm going to turn into nothing yep. but liquefaction and put myself in the most vulnerable state in the yep. world. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to come out the other side. Butterfly in the sky. Okay. <laughs> I can go twice as high. <laughs> um, but I like, he goes, Taylor's on the ship and I can't sit here and do nothing. And Keller's like, no, you're going to be laying down in yeah. surgery. Yeah. And he tries to sit up and then can't. Yeah. See what I tell you. He wants a quick fix, and Keller's like, no. He, he he just needs a few hours, and he sort of grabs her arm and essentially pleads with her that, like, he had a chance to rescue a teammate before, and it slipped through his hands, and he cannot, he is not, he will not let that happen again. Yeah. But it's like, also, what what injury could he have <laughs> that requires surgery, but Keller might be able to magically fix for a couple of hours? I think there's just he just I think I think she just packed that shit real tight. Yeah, it was like sutures. well, so here's some things to clot your bleeding yeah. for a little yeah. while. Yeah. This is gonna suck, uh-huh. and here's some painkillers, and yeah. then come back, and now I have to undo this work yes. on top of your injuries. Yes. Yeah. Well, the option I think was him walking out. That's what I mean. As yeah. It is. Yeah. And as Keller assumes, Sam and McKay are working to fix the ship. Uh, because obviously the ship has no other engineering crew. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, McKay got the lights on to see a little easier. They won't freeze to death now, so that's good. Yay. Sam also has almost has sublight back, but at this rate, they won't have enough power for sublight because they really need to take out Michael's weapons. Mm-hmm. Sam is thinking a 302 attack, and conveniently, that's what John was thinking of as well as he sort of walks in, yeah. a little stiff, yeah. at least with a clean shirt. Yeah. Ronan uh, figures he's earned the dust and there's no artfully aged white wide neck shirts for him on board because <laughs> no matter what, he will not wear a BDU. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not interested in that. And yeah, everyone totally believes that Keller just let you walk out as you have to support yourself on a console. Again, they're all rolling their eyes so far <laughs> back in their head that they've fallen backwards and passed out. <laughs> But John and Ronan have an idea to get Taylor back and end this. Mm, let's do it. Which we find out it's barely a plan. But here we go. So they it's, have a meeting. We run. <laughs> here we go. Ready? <laughs> they have a meeting on the bridge as the Wraith fires on them. So they're going to launch the 302s. They're going to take out the Hive's weapons. Mm-hmm. The Hive will launch the darts. 
They're going to have to open their own bay doors. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to get a cloak jumper to sneak in. Find Taylor and blast their way home. It's the whole plan. How much of this sounds to Sam like listening to a four-year-old <laughs> tell you how... Uh, and then we're going to do this thing. How? And then... John, what pain meds yeah. did Keller give you? I need to know how, how much of your faculties you have. How high are you right now? So many. Let me yes. see your pupils. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Sam reminds him that the shields are down to 20% and failing, so they have to do something soon, but Caldwell isn't sold yet. And Sam reminds him that, like, Taylor's over there, mm-hmm. and she's counting on us. Yep. And by the way, I'm not taking no for an answer. So this is just where we're at. We're doing this because we're doing it. Like, I love Caldwell, but mm-hmm. I do have to ask, like, would he be as reluctant as someone that was not Taylor? I feel like he would be. I think he's just too quick to cut his losses when it comes to people. Yeah, like, the question is, is it's like... It's especially more so with Taylor. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if would it be the same if it was, like, Mark's over there? Would it be the same if it was Sam over there? I think if it were Sam or John, he would be taking the approach that Sam is taking now. That's right. Anyone else, he would... Even McKay, he'd leave yeah. behind. Oh, like, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's definitely some sketch, 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 sketch. Um, but he does agree, and they're going to set this plan in motion. I do like that she Stevens him. Yes. She does Steven him. She's like, Steven? <laughs> leave it. You have one, you have one answer, uh-huh. and I will give you the answer. Yes. Let me tell you how your opinion is wrong. Random note, I really want Sam's jacket. Oh yeah, Shit, yeah. It's it's that jacket would be flattering on everyone. Uh huh. So as they head out, Sam. Y'all, I just remembered the fan was on for like the first hour of this episode, so I'm so sorry. I was audio blind to it, so yeah. fuck me. Okay. As they head out, Sam in the hallway is like, "So John, what actually happened in the infirmary?" And he's like, "Nothing." You don't want to know. So if I went down there and talked to Jennifer, she said you'd fit for duty. And it's like, look, I'm just trying to do a job. Yep. Sam's like, I am too. Part mm-hmm. of my job is determining if you're going to be a liability. Yep. Yeah. And I love that Sam's not like, I'm worried for you. She's yeah. like, no, bitch. Are you going to create more trouble than you're worth? Yes. Because that's something John can understand. Yep. Yeah. But John doesn't flinch. And he tells her that he has more respect for her than any other commanding officer he's ever had. But he is getting on that jumper. End of story. And if need be, he'll surrender for a court martial when this is done. Damn. And he walks away. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, we remarked when we saw this. Admit, telling her that he has more respect for her than any other commanding officer. That is high praise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were mentioning how he had very high respect for Weir. Yeah. Uh, Sam brings stuff to the table that Weird did as far as, like, a different approach. Mm-hmm. Slightly more, like, what's the game we can play here? But Sam also comes with this military background yeah. that, like, Shepard can feel like he's more intimately aware of how she got here. Yes. Which may be part of it. Might be. Yeah. In the cloak jumper, sitting there waiting... McKay and Ronan just watch John, who you can see is struggling. Yeah. Not always succeeding in hiding that fact. Yeah. McKay's like, 
well, do you want us to handle this? And maybe you stay here on the jumper. And then he sees the face that John gives him. And then he backs or up. Don't, or don't do that at all. It's, it's fine. fine. It's Nia. fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So they're in position. The 302s launch. The plan starts. On cue, the darts are launched. And the bay door is open. And then start closing. And then it gets a little tight for anyone's comfort. But John doesn't make it in at the nick of time. Yes. Sneak, sneak time. After a bit of dogfighting in space, the Michael's cruiser's weapons do go down. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, this team is sneaking around the ship, rolling very high in stealth. Yeah. Someone cast past without a trace. That's what you got to do. It was yeah. before they left, Keller did it, I think. Probably. Yeah. Uh, McKay connects into the computer. It's a bit worrisome. Michael is ahead of schedule on the repairs for the hyperdrive, so they have about 15 minutes to find tail and get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um. Meanwhile, he also, first step, figure out where Taylor is. Yeah. Number one, find Taylor. Number two, take Taylor. Number three, catch baby. Yeah. So they wait at the, I like how they don't just aim and fire and kill the guard from a distance. They do that, make a little bit of noise and blind them with the yeah, light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little angler fish Come action. Come close me. Come close. It's like when you throw a rock in Horizon Zero Dawn to make the machines come closer so you can uh-huh. stealth them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's a thing everybody knows, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a thing I could do in Bahala, but I choose not to. <laughs> Mainly because I don't ever remember how to Or do sometimes it. I like throwing a rock in the opposite direction mm-hmm. and then being like, this is my time to get the fuck out. Run! Yeah. So inside, Taylor hears the gunshots and calls out to them. Finally reunited, Taylor's like, yeah, this is nice, but we have no time because this baby's coming now because I've been having contractions baby. for like a long time Catch now. Catch baby. I like this moment with Taylor uh-huh. finally being able to let go of some of her tension. Yeah. It's like she's been fighting everything, holding everything together, not wanting anyone to see any essentially weakness in her, but she's with her team and then she then has Ronan so she can like at least let her body relax for a second while her mind concentrates on the other items at hand. Yeah. This whole moment's great. It starts with the whole nonchalant, it's my baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, did she drug herself? Like, did she put herself into a meditative state? May- you you know, know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't doubt it. Because the way she says the words, it's my baby. <laughs> you would think that she's like on... Like, the, done this a hundred times she before. She may have, legitimately, the may sh- way she may have made it through yeah. all the, the earlier part of labor was by meditation. I mean, the mind is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Although It's my baby. So they have to make it back to the jumper mm-hmm. as John finds his side is bleeding again. Yeah. Oof. And so he knows he can't carry Taylor, but she is determined to walk. And just needs a minute. You cannot walk while birthing a child. (laughs) While your hips are literally opening themselves up to bring life into the world. They are literally breaking themselves open. The two main pieces you use to move your legs while walking. I'm just going to walk. It's fine. I'm just going to like squat, waddle. Catch the baby while I'm going. Listen, if anyone can do it, it's Taylor. You're better off just like laying down and rolling your way out of there. <laughs> you know what it is? Sorry, I have to get past this mental image before I can say it. She's going to crab walk. That's what I'm saying. She's just like a crab. What are you thinking? Fucking crab walk. 
you are not fine. It is okay that you are not fine. That's why there are people here to rescue you. I just now have the mental image of like a, a mid labor Taylor just scuttle like crab walk yeah, scuttling. In my head, it's very Zoidberg like. Yes, but with it an, is too. But instead of the hands in the air, they're cro- they're ba- they're bowing low to catch the baby. Oh no! I'm literally like hands on the back, like you had a crab walking yeah. and Jim. God. But like in a weird superhuman case, <laughs> yeah, 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 just a horror film, basically. I'm imagining a horror. What is film. it, Reagan from uh, yes, The Exorcist? It's yeah. Reagan, but instead of coming down the stairs, she's going through a wraith ship. Sure, that's fine. That's <gasps> like an a image. Baby coming out, yeah. You're what? With just a little baby head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little button. <laughs> that's fine. Sorry, y'all. It's this is a weird <laughs> episode. <laughs> You're still on those meds, right? That's uh-huh. what this is? This is exactly what it is. I, I am. have no excuses. So um, that's when McKay throws another wrench into the plans. Michael has the hyperdrive working again, and it's powering up. And I, he can't just shut it off from the little handheld computer. But conveniently, the drive room was right down the hall. Yeah, let's take that out. We got a real quick side mission before we continue. Yep. So they have C4. John takes the computer <laughs> with the map on it. And Ronan and heads out, and and Ronan takes a minute to reassure Taylor, and then just intimidates McKay. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. And now it's just McKay mm-hmm. and Taylor left alone. And oh, McKay, I feel you. McKay, he's like, how you doing? And Taylor should just tell him to fuck off right now. Yeah. The uh, the fact that Taylor holds it together this well <laughs> is. It's, phenomenal it's just crazy but i also wonder if it takes more work to get upset at mckay than she's got to offer i have a hunch it does yeah where she's like i don't have the energy to be nope. upset at you i've got to focus on just this baby mckay just starts going on about a kidney stone he once had and how painful it was and the same kind of thing from when he's hurt and he just continues talking and even i'm like please shut up the cringe is <sighs> oh. physically hurting me please. nobody nobody wants this please McKay. please stop okay Nobody wants this. And the way that Taylor is like, interesting story. Thank you. Is her very polite way of telling him to fuck off. Her and Lauren will have some interesting <laughs> stories to swap when they're back on Atlantis about McKay and their time uh-huh. being ill with McKay. And she just sinks to the floor in pain. So I feel like these stories are going to come up one day, like later on when Keller and McKay are dating and Keller's telling them how she had this really bad illness or yeah. whatever it was. And, and he was the worst nurse. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, you think that was bad? Well, let me tell you about these yeah. things he did when my leg was broken. Yeah. It's like, oh, you think your leg was bad? <laughs> let me tell, let me tell you about the time I was having a baby on a wraith ship. Anyway. McKay rushes over and tries to encourage her breath in like some weird version of Lamaze. Yeah. Oh. He admits, although it was obvious that he doesn't know what to do. Please tell me what to do. And Taylor just lets out a roar and grabs his hand hard enough that he also wants to roar, but thankfully doesn't. Uh huh. And then he's just there, 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 <laughs> and like pats him. Yeah, it would be one of those where it's like, just don't touch me, dude. <laughs> just don't do it. Just don't. Just I don't. will break your hand. You know, I think at that point, what would be the most soothing thing to ask of McKay to do is to like. Start sharing a calculation you did once because yeah. at least the droning would yes. be consistent. Hey, recite pi. Yeah. Something, something that you can do. Yep. And something that, because that will naturally drop his anxiety. Yes. Just doing it 
which therefore makes the room easier to handle. Yeah. And then Taylor can just ignore him. Because <laughs> she knows the baby is coming. And uh, and look, baby's coming. Baby's coming. Baby's come like, when they come. Hey, just hang on. You're going to be in the infirmary soon. And then and then Keller can just pull it out. And he's like, she's like, no, no. the baby's coming now. That- and then McKay is just terror. Babies don't care about your timelines. <laughs> no. Babies give a fuck about time in general. Babies are anti-Kronos. Yeah. They will specifically come at the bad time. Yeah. Because They know when the good time, time is, and they don't want to do that. Because fuck time, chaotic evil I against mean, listen, listen, I have, I, it is not a mystery. I am fairly sure that all babies are chaotic evil. They may grow out of it. No, I just think that uh, versus time and and order, they're just like fuck time and order. It's their favorite enemy. Yeah, yeah. B- newborns chaotic evil. They'll grow out of it. But there's a period of time where they're just chaotic evil. I don't know. I just think they're favor. They're di- diametrically opposed. Is that the right word? How about chaotic neutral? They are definitely okay. that. Yes. So John and Ronan shoot their way into the drive room. John reaches up to place some C4 in the drive, but then can't and just doubles over in pain as he tries to stretch some muscles that probably are missing at this point. Yeah, dude. Probably just don't exist. It's like it's like you got a big shark bite. <laughs> Ronan goes to help, but John got this. And Ronan's like, give me the fucking C4. Stop it, you dumb dumb. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. And he just takes it and attaches the drive and hurries him up. Yeah, you're here. You made it. You happy? Here, let me do the work. And uh, taking out some more hybrids as they go, and eventually they get back to where they left the computer. Fire in the hole. Whole ship is thrown. Michael very much feels it on the bridge. He's mad. He's real he mad. He knows the hybrid drive just exploded on its own. So mm-hmm. while Kanan goes to look into that, Michael's pretty sure he knows who's on board. Michael knows it was C four. Taylor's about ready to push this kid out, mm-hmm. and sitting there, McKay's like, "Can't you just hold it, bro?" McKay is thinking this is happening way too quickly, like no one has kids this quick, which, because you've been around so many births, McKay. He knows so much. And I'll tell you, babies can come fast. Well, also, who knows how long Taylor's water broke? This yeah. was her holding it in. Yeah, she's been holding it. <laughs> Do you think Taylor wants McKay catching her baby? No. Criminy. Uh, and suddenly, McKay can see the head. With some, ew, he doesn't know what to do. Is he supposed to touch it? Is he allowed to touch it? I mean, this is not a view of Taylor McKay thought he'd ever no, see. No, no. <laughs> I'm impressed. This is going to get real gross. It's so skip fine. ahead like two minutes. I'm impressed that he can tell the difference between the baby's head <laughs> and Taylor. <laughs> because I don't imagine that the Athosians are big on shaving. No. I just don't know why they would be. No, I mean, it seems like the Athosians are all natural. That, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So the fact that he can tell means you're already looking, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're already looking. Um, Either that or that baby's head is out. Yeah, exactly. It's like full head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Taylor is, listen, 
Taylor's not the one who should be coaching someone else to keep calm during her own birth, but yeah, here she is. Dear goodness, yeah. McKay is still not sure he's not an MD, and Taylor's like, hey, hey, look at me, look at me. People have been having babies for fucking ever. Yeah. Most of them without doctors. Yeah. And McKay, maybe now is not the time about to talk about how, Im- how high infant mortality is before doctors. Yeah. If she could slap them, she would. Yeah. Look, there are no doctors. You have to do this. Trust me, if I had any other fucking choice. Catch the fucking... <laughs> if I could catch my own baby right now, I would 100% I would put you on the other side of the room. Kick you out of here, yeah. Yeah. McKay tries to keep himself together and he gets ready and is just just putting his hands out there to catch a kid and just like underhand him. Yeah. And just holds his hands out just and looks away. Catch the baby. With a little bit of disgust. Just and- catch the baby. This is where Taylor has a moment where she puts her shield down and I think lets him see how actually afraid that she is right now. Yeah. And that, I think, is what triggers McKay of like, oh, huh. you're, oh you actually need oh, help? Oh, got it. I need to be a person now. I need to get out of my own fucking head. So he gets his shit. He can do this. He may have panicked a bit back there, but we're doing this now. And he pulls yep. his jacket off. He's great with kids, especially the little ones that don't talk back. Makes sense. And although he doesn't, it looks at just because he's agreed to do this doesn't mean he's not going to have a grossed out look on his face the entire time. Sure. And that's fair. That's allowed. Yes. That, like, no, I mean, you're allowed to do whatever you want. But like, that seems absolutely reasonable. Even if I was there, which I Words don't think I'm gross. gross, I'd be like, oh, like, I would probably have a weird face. Words are gross. Yeah. That's, yeah. Bodies in general <laughs> can be gross. Yeah. Um, And she does They're the also final, beautiful, but they're also gross. Final pushes she needs to birth her son. And mm-hmm. McKay's whole attitude changes when she's holding a crying newborn. Catch the baby. And he gets really excited. It's a boy and wraps him up and wanting to cut the cord and, and hands Taylor her son wrapped in his jacket. Uh-huh. And both of them are just giggling in relieved delight when John and Ronan come back and just take in the whole scene of what happened when you look at the cut the baby i cut the baby that would have been my first thing <laughs> look i caught it and mckay is just proud he did it and it didn't hit the floor or anything <laughs> because then if it's a floor you have to throw it away because it's I no know. good anymore <laughs> jesus and i like that like, that's great that's good but we have to get out of gotta here. go now mm-hmm. taylor does finally admit to rodin that yeah. you know she's not gonna walk this Help time me. yeah and Ronan just sweeps her up while she holds on to her son and they race out of the room. And they make it back to the dark bay and they go to decloth the jumper, but there's no jumper. Somebody carjacked them. Yeah. They're like, they this didn't is exactly set the fucking parked. alarm. Yeah. And they go and they wave their hands around and there is no ship because someone someone stole the jumper. I like the vision of them like feeling around yeah. for a jumper that isn't there. It's like it's a little hilarious. Because mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it's gone. It's not there. Yeah. And I do like that Ronan readjusts Taylor so that he can hold her and the kid and have his blaster out. Oh, yeah. You gotta. You gotta. So back into the ship, they go, mm-hmm. figuring out how to get off the cruiser. He, McKay's like, I just delivered a baby. Isn't that enough? Look, you guys should have hidden the valuables. You should have made sure you locked the doors. Exactly. Put your little club on on the jumper. But you didn't. So nope. now you're no jumpers. And we're not here now. They ponder a few options, but McKay does actually have an idea. Uh, he wants to use the fact that the internal power is down to sort of short out the jamming signal so the Daedalus can beam them out. Yeah. And in the go. process, they come face to face with Kanan. Yes. And Taylor tells everyone not to shoot. She gets down and um, 
She and holds him the baby, Lion King style. Yeah, she she gets down and and comes over and comes face to face with Kanan. Mm-hmm. And Taylor tells everyone not to shoot. And she wants to introduce Kanan to a son. Oh. And one last attempt to convince him that this is their last chance. These friends, like, they can help you too. But we have to get off this ship. Yeah. And Kanan knows a way. And Ronan's like, I don't trust you mm. at all. Not too many choices here, though, Ronan. But Taylor does. And without question, Kanan does hand over a stunner when John asks. And what's the plan? And at this point, a single dart heads towards the Daedalus. Inhales the ship, and John reports who it is and gives him an authentication code. Mm-hmm. And Caldwell is like, didn't you leave in a jumper? I, I I switched cars with my friends. I lost it in the parking garage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has the team beamed up in storage. And 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 yes, he has Kayla and her baby. And and Caldwell's like, you beamed a baby into great storage. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> no. And as the camera shot of John shifts a little bit, we can see that John has the baby with him. This is when my ovaries exploded <laughs> both times. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I want a baby. And, and- I could want a baby. I could totally want the baby that John is holding. Do I want the John and the baby? Do I just want the baby? I'm very confused. Ovaries explode. That's what, how that. That's how that line goes. That's the dialogue that went in your head. That's exactly how it goes. Um, and I like that he tells Caldwell, "You can do what you want with that ship." And Caldwell just turns to Major Marks and goes, "Please make that ship go away." Yep. Which is my favorite way of telling someone to destroy a ship I've uh-huh. ever heard. Make it far, far away now. Please make that ship go Mm -hmm. away. And so with the ship gone, uh, John takes his ship, his dart, down to the planet. Mm -hmm. And since the Stargate is working again. Yay. Back in Atlantis, McKay's carrying some flowers to Taylor. Another episode with a lot of false endings. Yeah, it does. And is probably telling everyone on base that he delivered the baby. Mm -hmm. He passes Sam, who has her bags packed. Who, you know, her Taylor's going to name the baby Rodney. Mm. Really? I love Sam so no. much for doing this. <laughs> it makes me so happy that she does that to him. Sam is heading back to Earth for two reasons. One, they, cost the last, they caught the last ball clone. Uh-huh. And the Toker are going to extract the symbiote and wants SG-1 there to make an appearance. Boy, I wonder what the plot line of the next Stargate movie is. Hmm, I have no idea what it could be. Maybe it is about um, eating the pizza that made you old forever. I don't know. I do like the question, like, do they want OG SG-1 there? Like, has Nibbin retired? Is it just Cam, Vala, and Daniel? Because, like, Teal'c was doing his own thing before, too. Yeah, well, it's like a bunch of old people. It's like, uh, what is it, the replacements? Yeah, it's the replacements now. Uh, did they just retire as she won like 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 a team would? I would hope so. It's just raised in the rafters over there. Yeah, yeah. Stargate. <laughs> 2019 blah 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 blah. Yeah, she won. Universe champions as <laughs> she won. Uh, the IOA also wants to do an exhaustive review of her first year, which you know can't be good. She figures. Yeah. McKay's like, look, they probably want to give you a medal. You had a great year. I mean, it doesn't mean much to the IOA, but McKay thinks she did an excellent job and is really hmm. glad that she took the post. And she's Aww. like, thank you. That means a lot. Big fan. As she heads out, she does say that John's court martial will have to wait. Yep. 
And then and McKay's like, see you soon. And Sam hopes so, which <laughs> oh, famous last words. Sucks to suck right now. Okay. John and Taylor are on beds next to each other in the infirmary. John is on a Nintendo and yeah. Taylor is holding her baby. Yeah. And John is about ready to have surgery. He'll be off his feet for a I mean, John's holding his baby too. It's exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, and she is just in shock still that John attempted a rescue mission in his condition. And he's mm-hmm. like, attempted? I think you mean succeeded. Yeah. You're yeah. here. Fair. Uh, Keller checked over the baby. Mm-hmm. He's perfectly fine. Or as Taylor says, perfectly everything. Yeah. And Taylor wants to thank him. He's like, there's no need. And it's an echo of the dream he had at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. She tells him that she never gave up hope because she knew that John would come for her. Yeah. He's like, you would have done the same for me. And she agrees. She probably would have. And Keller comes in ready to take John back to surgery. I mean, he just has to lay still and let Keller play with the insides. And he realizes that she realizes that weird surgery humor is not taken well in this moment. I I love when we're reminded how fucking awkward Keller is. Uh Because there's moments where she's a cool kid. Uh And then there's moments where she's awkward as fuck. Uh Which I love that back and forth. Because I I relate to that type of awkward more than the Rodney one. Because it's like... She gets comfortable with the idea that it's like, oh, I'm I'm a go- I'm pretty okay. I'm yeah. pretty like adjusted. Yeah. And then she'll see something like that. She's like, I'm fucking weird. Yep. Got it. Forgot that it's me still. <laughs> anyway, I love it. And as they wheel him away, John asks what the kid's name is. Yeah. And she was thinking of Torin John after her father and after John. Oh. And he's shocked. He's like, really? Keller's like, McKay's gonna hate that. Yep. Yeah. But John would be honored. I love it. And when it's finally just Taylor and her son, she smiles down at Torin John Amagin. Oh, new baby. And the final scene, back at the SGC, as Sam comes through and Woolsey is there waiting for her after the greetings. Sam is just hoping the evaluation process won't take long. There's a lot of work to do in Atlanta. She's really anxious to get back. And Woolsey's just going to rip off that bandage. I mean, look. As much as I don't care for this scene and what happens at the end of it, yeah, I do respect Woolsey's choice yes. to just be like, let me just get this out. Yep. Let me just do this. There's just no other way to do it. This is going to be painful no matter what. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the IOA has decided that someone with a different skill set would be more suited to lead the Atlantis expedition. And she's like, come again. Ugh. And Woolsey is here to inform Sam that effective immediately she is relieved of command. Damn it. And Sam is dumbstruck. You can feel her blood pressure rising as she's like, who's replacing me? Uh-huh. And as a matter of fact, Woolsey uh, himself is. This is shitty. And I should say that Amanda finally moved on from the Stargate franchise as a regular uh, as her other show, Sanctuary. Uh-huh. Moved from online shorts to a full series on sci-fi. Okay. And I've mentioned before, I love Sanctuary. I love her character in Sanctuary. I love Hella Magnus. In fact, my gnome Sam, her full first name is Magnus. Don't tell Grace's character. All right. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. She doesn't like her first name. <laughs> the inspiration, again, because I also combined MacGyver, I yeah. think I've said before, she gave herself her name Sam yeah. as an, an taken from the name Magnus. Got it. Because she hates Magnus, much Got like MacGyver hates his first name Angus <laughs> because they sounded alike. That makes sense. Yeah. 
I feel like this is a rough one for Sam, not just losing command of Atlantis, but for her to lose anything. Yeah. It's like the why. What did I do? Yes. You know what I mean? And she did it. What did did I do wrong? She did it. It's different if she were coming to Earth knowing she did some real fucked up thing. Yeah. And suddenly she has to answer for it. And that she would do, like, gladly. Yes. She would back up any of her decisions. But this is just, like, some random bullshit thing Mm -hmm. that they did, which is fucked up. Yes. No like. We'll see. So next up, speaking of Sam, Uh Stargate Continuum, which will most likely be a two-parter like we did with Arc of Truth. Yes. But that is chronologically what is next before we dive into the rest of the final season of Stargate Atlantis. Oh, I'm ready for some balls. Yes. All the balls. Balls, balls, balls. Balls. Which is funny because we right now are drinking the energy drink balls. Balls. Spelled differently than balls. Can we just end the podcast on balls? Balls. Balls. Find us on balls. (laughs) (laughs) Except don't. Find us on balls. At, there's no place like Terra. Find us on Twitter. There's no place. Find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Facebook. There's no place like Terra. Email us at there's no place like Terra. Patreon.com slash there's no place like I cut you off. No, you're fine. What's balls? Rate us, like us, review us. Just review us balls. Just write balls. In any way you want to spell balls. Five stars. Balls looking for We really spelling. enjoyed, like, a couple years ago, we just got a bunch of, like... Peach emojis. Yeah, peach and emojis. Eggplants. And eggplants. Balls. Any way you want to spell it, just review us balls. Balls. Okay, bye. Okay, balls. <laughs>